This has been a hectic week here in Davos, and uh, everything is AI. So I thought I'd write down a couple of uh, my insights after three days and see what's happening. AI is everywhere this year in Davos, and uh, you can see that in the main conference, but also there's a whole village full of AI suppliers and consultants that talk about the impact of AI. So I summarized six of the key learnings I have. Number one, this is not just about generative AI. The conversation is about AI everywhere, including, for example, oil and gas, in exploration, in uh, predictive analytics with AI, in the food supply chain, and the electronic supply chain. So it's a pretty wide-ranging this year. The second topic was a lot of discussions about the balance of policy and innovation. And there is a general sense that the countries that are more regulated are probably going to fall behind behind countries that allow for more innovation. Interestingly, the same conversation happened about companies. Companies that take more risks are likely to outperform companies that are cautious and go slow. Now, one of the interesting things that happened around that is that companies still struggle with applying AI, the lack of use cases or lack of solutions. And a lot has to do with large language model, frontier model builders or other suppliers not providing pre-built industry solutions or functional solutions. So the companies have to cobble this together. And as one of the venture capitalists told me, is that it's interesting that companies want outsized benefits from generative AI without making outside, taking outside risk or making outsized investments. So, so there's a lot of experimentation expecting some, some great returns, but most of the great returns will come from much larger investments or much larger risks. Um, and uh, one of the interesting things, the balance between data privacy and trust, and uh, it was interesting companies trying to say, you know, we do our own large language models, we bring AI in-house on-premise, which will limit their computing power. So one of the interesting sidebar conversations I had with the other technology companies is how is it's impossible to bring all that capability in-house, even if you're a large enterprise. You will have to trust somebody. The question is, who do you trust? Most of the time, you will trust some kind of a hyperscaler. And um, the other trust question, which was interesting, is sovereign trust. So there are many countries that talked about bringing, building their own frontier models, building their own large language models. Um, one a good example is India with Bharat GPT. So they can control not only the data, but the kind of uh, training models that get into these uh, into these large language models. Um, another interesting conversation was about content generation, which is sort of the primary use case of generative AI currently, and process generation. So there were many different ways these discussions unfolded, but the idea is that instead of Gen AI is just generating content for you. It can actually perform business functions, complete entire end-to-end -end processes, getting us closer to autonomous enterprises. And uh, many words emerge like process Gen AI, process GPT, or operating system for the business with AI. So I thought that was a really interesting conversation. And let me see from my notes. Um, and obviously, there was a lot of conversation about jobs. Will AI generate jobs, eliminate jobs? Will it create new kinds of jobs? And um, I think one of the uh, presenters talked about it's not just Gen AI eliminates jobs, but 
people that use Gen AI will outperform people that do not use Gen AI. So that was a really interesting uh, insight into what is happening already. Um, and last but not least, the big conversation of who actually makes money. So right now, the sense is that all the benefit of, of, of at least generative AI development accrues to the chip makers like NVIDIA and to the um, hyperscalers like Azure or, um, or AWS or, or Google. Uh, and will that shift happen? Will businesses generate large value from, uh, from Gen AI or they'll just keep paying a rent to the hyperscalers? So interesting first couple of days, more to come. It is an incredible conversation. Everything is AI here. You can almost dub it Davos.ai.